Hey everyone, it's your host James from ReRaw. Did you know that one of the most important parts of running your real estate business like a business is having a budget, tracking your expenses and knowing and understanding where your money is actually going. But if you're like me, getting bogged down with the budget can be frustrating and taxing on the time you should be spending generating leads and working with your clients. This is why I use RealtyZam. RealtyZam is the best accounting software for real estate agents, hands down. And no joke, I've personally used this product for over three years. Not only do I love it, but my CPA thanks me every tax season. It works great on the computer, or they've got an awesome app that you can download right to your smartphone. Customize your expense categories, store receipts, track income and expenses, and assign them to specific transactions so you know your actual margins. RealtyZam is amazing intuitive and efficient see your results by category month quarter or annually and track your progress from year to year and the best part not only can i give you a free trial but when you do start paying for this software you can actually get it for under ten dollars a month and even that is tax deductible so Get your numbers straight and stop letting the accounting be a distraction when you can take it all in stride. Visit reraw.com forward slash Zam and get a 30-day free trial, no credit card required. Again, that's reraw.com forward slash Zam. That's reraw.com forward slash Z-A-M. Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success, this is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short-form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. Boom! Well, happy Monday morning. I hope you woke up to that music. Gosh, I just, I gotta tell you, every time I hear that music, it just makes my blood boil. In a good way, not that angry way. It's like that, it's just that like pumped up energy, excited to be here with you again on a Monday morning sales meeting. Remember, these are 20 minutes or less, so we are gonna rock and roll. And look at that, if you if you like increase the speed by one and a half or two times, I mean, you could get through this in 10 minutes or less. How's that for a good sales meeting? All right, guys, here we go. If it's your first sales meeting with us on Reraw, this is the time where we break out the notebook, not your pencils, but your pens and paper, because we're not doing any erasing here. We're writing down commitments in stone that you're going to achieve this upcoming week. If you've done this with us before, then I want you to take a look at everything you did over the past week, and I want you to hold yourself accountable. I want you to look at the numbers, the goals, the targets, how many contracts, how many doors, how many listing appointments, uh, how many phone calls, how many, how many handwritten letters, how many postcards, whatever it is that you decided you were committed to, that you were sending out things that you were doing, people that you were connecting to, coffees that you were going to have with a friend or uh, someone in your sphere. Like I want you to think about that and I want you to go through and give yourself a score. How successful was this past week? How disciplined were you? And my guess, if you're like me, and by being like me, that means you are super imperfect and that's okay. If you're like me, you're going to find something to nitpick. Maybe you, maybe there's a lot to nitpick, but if you did really well, that's great, but I want you to find something that you could have done better. 
And it's not because what we're trying to do is focus on the negative. It's because we're looking for opportunity and the opportunity we have by our self-evaluation is for improvement. So we're not looking at this in a negative light. We're looking at this as an opportunity to self-evaluate and grow. When we get in the habit of self-evaluation, we find opportunities to support ourselves without the outside influences that so many people rely on. So what I like to do is I, I tell people often that I'm motivated by my bank account because if there's not as many dollars in it as I want to see, then that provides motivation for me to get back out there, right? I'm what they call a self-motivator. A lot of folks are not self-motivated. So this is a way that you can help yourself be accountable by getting a book, a notepad, a notebook, a, a piece of paper that you that you add on to every time you run out of room and you just you, you have something in writing, in pen, that's not erasable, that you can track and look at and see growth over time. And what you're writing down are commitments to yourself. And post them on your wall, staple them to your forehead, fold them up into a thick piece of paper and stick it in your pocket so that every time you have to make a decision, you can determine quickly if that decision is going to contribute to your business or take away from it because you'll always have it there as a reminder. I don't know. This is totally random. I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a worry stone. Um, it's a stone you can keep in your pocket. You know, if you take a piece of paper that you wrote your goals on, or if you put like a little a little something in your pocket that you can, like, I don't know if it's a marble or, or a stone or something, and every time you've got to go make a decision or every time you put your hand in your pocket, it's just a reminder like, oh gosh, is what I'm doing right now what I should be doing or should I refocus? So just think about that. That's why we write these commitments down because they're just an opportunity for you to remember what you should be doing. But also keep in the back of your mind, I, I don't want you to kick yourself too hard because we do this every week. So even if you had a bad week, you're never more than a week off course. Just refocus, realign, adjust your mindset, get back in action and play ball. Take a minute to do that. I'm going to give you a quick plug. Go back and visit reraw.com. You can listen to previous sales meetings, interviews, and ramble sessions with all kinds of agents from every walk of life and uh, some other vendors in the industry as well, which provide mega value bombs. It's R-E-R-A-W.com. We got all our tools, tips, tricks, resources right in the show notes on the website, past episodes, all that stuff. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, Acast, Radio Public, and any number of other uh, any number of other podcast apps. So make sure that you guys um, check that out. And thank you again for your continued support. We've got an Instagram page that you can follow on uh, at Re Real Estate Raw, excuse me. It's it's our re-raw page, but uh, it's at Real Estate Raw. So make sure that you check that out. And then our Facebook group for real estate agents uh, looking to up their game. It's a small, private, exclusive community that you can be part of absolutely for, for no cost out of pocket. It's just a chance for you to be around other agents that are looking to up their game and you get daily access to me as well. Uh, that is forward slash Real Estate Raw. So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash real estate raw. So make sure that you check that out. All right. Our topic today is tactical strategy on leases and leveraging more purchase sale business from them. So how do we do that? Let's jump right into it. First and foremost, I'm going to share a quick story with you. When I was early on in my career, my very first year, I was probably a couple months into my own business here and something amazing happened. I got an opportunity to get a, a referral, a, a tenant lead, so a lease lead from another agent who was going to be going out of town. And when he went out of town, I... 
I, I was told before he left, of course, there was no bait and switch. But before he left, he said, hey, I'm going out of town. I've got a tenant. I can't work with them. I'll give them to you, but I want a 50% referral fee. And I was like, dude, you're going out of town. You can't work with them anyway. Like, like this is ridiculous. It's a tenant for crying out loud. There's like no money in this at all. And he said, hey, you're the newbie, man. Whatever you want to do, it's totally fine. You're the one who's looking for business. And I, I've got something for you, but it's not for free. And I thought, all right. So I sighed. He went out of town. I did all the work at the end of it. I was pretty much negative on my money uh, because of the amount of time that I spent with this tenant. However, over the course of the next three months, that tenant referred four different buyers to me that ended up accounting for over $2 million in sales volume and over $50,000 in GCI. That's pretty good for an agent who is brand new to business. And that's not too bad for an agent that went negative on their first lease because I was just looking for an opportunity to be exposed, to learn, to to go through the process and to, to work on handling a client. I don't care if you're new or a seasoned veteran. The turn cycle on leases is faster. Tenants getting into a property takes less time than getting a buyer into a property. The the cycle to to fill out the lease agreement and get going, there's not a big long escrow process. So it's a good opportunity to make some faster cash. Do you make less money per transaction? Yeah, of course you do, but there's also less work involved. And some people would argue that and say, oh no, tenants can be much more difficult. Yeah, some of them can. I've also dealt with really difficult buyers and sellers and investors, so slow your roll. And uh, just let's just be fair for what we're really talking about. So the, mo the moral of this story is, don't ever be too good for leases and don't ever think if you've got to cut somebody in on a pretty hefty referral fee, even on a lease, that client is now yours and moving forward, it's very likely that you've got the opportunity to nurture that relationship and potentially get additional business out of it. Okay, let's talk about converting tenants into buyers, converting uh, landlords into sellers. There's a lot of opportunity in leases, which is one of the reasons I love, love, love targeting uh, any kind of lease relation, re lease related transaction, excuse me. So when you look at it, let's think about it. Number one, an owner has a property and they're either going to rent it out or sell it, right? So there's th those two possibilities. It, it, assuming this is an investment property, I get it. Some are owner occupied. We're not talking about that. You've got a rental property. It's either going to be rented out or the owner's going to sell it. So there's two possibilities right there. You can get a listing, one of two types. Then you've got a tenant that lives inside that property. And at the end of their lease agreement, they either are going to A, extend their lease agreement, B, terminate their lease agreement or end their lease, their stay there at the end of the term. And they're going to move out and go rent somewhere else. Or C, they're going to get qualified and purchase a home. So you've got five different potential transaction types that could come out of this from, uh, from just a tenant and a, a homeowner who owns an investment property. So I want you to think about that because what we're going to do now is talk about tactically how you can identify these properties and how you can approach these folks to see what they ultimately want to do and help get the get the wheels turning about the decisions that they ultimately have to make. So let's talk about what that looks like. We've got a we've got a tenant who rented a property, let's call it 6 to 9 months ago. Now, 
I know that not every lease term is 12 months, but the most common lease term is 12 months. So let's just assume for the sake of this practice and the sake of this strategy, one that I use myself for my own real estate business, that let's assume that we're dealing with a, a potential 12 month tenant here, okay? 12 month lease agreement. So what you wanna do, and there's all kinds of resources, all kinds of different places online that you can go look up properties that were rented out six to nine months ago. Now, why do we wanna go back six to nine months? Well, let's kind of back into the process. First and foremost, if somebody is gonna be faced with a decision on whether they wanna extend their stay, move out and rent somewhere else, or move out and buy somewhere else, all of those decisions are going to take time. If they want to buy a property, they're going to need at least 30 days to close escrow, they're, which so that's one month, right? They're going to need at least 30 days to identify a property. That's two months. And let's say it's going to take them a couple weeks to a month to get pre-qualified, pre-approved, and comfortably go through that process. So that's three months. And now you're talking about maybe a little bit of buffer in there in case it takes longer than expected to find these guys a place to live. So you're really looking at it would be ideal to have buyers that are three to six months out. Well, guess what? A tenant can become a buyer very, very quickly. So go online and I want you to look at all of the properties in, in your target area that have rented out six to nine months ago. And then two things are going to happen. Number one, you can either call or bang on the door or you can send a letter. Um, I'm a big advocate for letters. I think they are great because they fish. They're very passive. They're very non-intrusive. And what you do is, number one, send a letter to the tenant and you're going to say something to the effect of, dear tenant, while I don't know the specifics of the term of your current lease, I noticed that you rented out a the property on ABC Street about six to nine months ago, whatever it is, because they're all going to be a little different. Okay. I know being a professional in this business and knowing that at the end of your lease agreement, you'll have a decision to make. I was hoping that I could talk you through that. Are you planning on staying put, moving out and renting somewhere else? Or have you considered purchasing a property? If you are interested in moving out and getting another place to live, I can help you. And if you're thinking about purchasing a property, I would love to get you make a recommendation to a loan officer and get you started on the pre-approval process so we can start exploring your options. Three to six months goes faster than you think, and I don't want you to wind up homeless. So that's something you send to the tenant. It's a lot easier when I write that letter out. Um, but I use that letter all the time. I have it written out. It's saved on my hard drive and I send it out on a regular basis. And what you do is just target those tenants and plant that seed. Hey, have you just have you thought about whether you're planning on staying, going and renting, or are you thinking about buying? Because by the way, if you're thinking about buying, you can't do it at the 11th hour. It's got to roll now. The second thing you're going to do is you're also going to send a letter to the homeowner. Okay, so you need to you need to get a hold of their mailing address. Okay, and you're going to find out where so you're going to look up, you can find all these resources online, most of us have access to them. So think about where you could get this information. I want you to look that info up online, figure out where the owner lives or what their mailing address is, you're going to send them a letter. And you're going to say hi, I noticed your property on ABC Street rented out about 
six to nine months ago. And I was just wondering at the end of this tenant's term, are you considering selling the property or re-renting it? Or do you think your current tenant will stay put for a while? Now, they may never respond if their tenant's going to stay put. Some of them may call you anyway and say, hey, why are you hitting me up? And you say, look, I just wanted to start a conversation. I help people in all positions, you know, buy, sell, invest, lease, whatever it is. And so I just wanted to kind of gauge your position and let you know that I'm here to help prepare um, so that as you transition that tenant out, we can also, you know, not leave them stressed and feel helpless and all that stuff. I can either help them find another place to rent or help them find a place to buy, build some rapport. And in the meantime, I can also help you get this property ready to sell. So as soon as they're out, we can do any necessary repairs, make it look pretty and put it on the market. So you've got two huge opportunities because at the end of every lease term, there's a couple of parties that have to make decisions. The seller or the owner rather has to decide, are they becoming a seller or are they going to remain a landlord? And the tenant has to decide, are they remaining a tenant in that property moving to be a tenant somewhere else? Or are they ultimately um, going to become a buyer and play that game? Okay. So... That gives you some stuff to chew on, you guys, and I think it's important for you to keep it in mind. You need to, uh, you need to think about where you are generating these leads or how you are generating leads, how much you're spending on it, what has been your excuse to not have good lead generation. These things don't cost any more than a stamp in the piece of paper that your letter is printed on, and I suppose an envelope. And then you can pop it in the mail, but you can also go bang on the doors and start building relationships. You can hold uh, webinars online. You can create Facebook groups or social media groups and campaigns that uh, assist and target um, renters who want to become buyers and hold like little little things that provide education and contacts to lenders and different vendors that they're going to need to be in touch with so that they can prepare to purchase. So I hope this at least gets the wheels turning for you. Um, we can do a deeper dive on this at another time, but our sales meetings were committed to being 20 minutes or less. Remember something, real agents work, be one of them. Do not be left in the dust. Get your butt out there. Play this game. Play it hard. Whatever commitments you make, stick to them. Whatever actions you take, make sure they are intense. Real agents work. I'm one of them. Are you?